I'm Damian Bola. And I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Admission. Damian, we've made it to the end of the year. We're not usually on this podcast together, and I'm really glad that we are. And I want to check in with you. How are you feeling? It is very exciting to be on with you, and thank you for asking. I have to tell you that I feel a little mixed about it toward the end of the year. I mean, it's been a great year in some ways for the news business. People really need us. That's gratifying. Uh, I have my health and my family's health, but I think like a lot of people, I'm also feeling really sort of ragged and stressed out and, and a little bit worried about the future. What about you? Uh, same. Like you, I'm feeling tired. I think this year has been a lot of news and a lot of work. And after working from home for so much of this, it's like everyone else. I'm a little bit ragged and I think I think I'm ready for a break. Yes, Cecilia, we definitely need a break. So it's actually good timing because after today's episode, the show is going to be off until the new year so that our fifth admission team can take a break. And also, we're doing something a little different for our year-end episode that I'm excited about. Do you want to tell folks what we're doing? Yeah, that's right. We thought that it would be a good time to hear from a bunch of different people, notable folks, newsmakers, even some of our own podcast hosts and reporters about what they're anticipating in the new year in 2022. And the question we're asking is, what issue or story are you most curious about or interested in following in 2022? Cecilia, how would you answer that? Yeah, it's an interesting question because actually the first time I was on Fifth Emission, I was actually a guest, not a host. I think it was back in March, former host of this show, Heather Knight, interviewed me to talk about the surge in anti-Asian violence happening in our community. We saw it in Oakland and in San Francisco. And another hat I wear is I'm the president of the Asian American Journalists Association. So I was asked to speak on that. And I think what I'll be curious to just keep following is that, it, you know, 2020 was this big year of racial reckoning for everyone. And it felt like 2021 was this year where the community really had to grapple with issues of race internally. And I think we're seeing that play out in different ways in San Francisco around the Bay Area. You know, Lowell High School is dealing with uh, merit-based admissions and switching to a lottery system. And we see, you know, the Asian American community grappling with issues around public safety and policing. I did a story about that in Oakland Chinatown. So I think in 2022, I'm sort of anxious to see how that all plays out. There's a lot of tensions within the community. And I think it's not just about Asian Americans. I think the way the community is dealing with these issues with each other says a lot more about larger racial context and dynamics in our country, especially here in the Bay Area. So it's something I'll definitely be keeping an eye on. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. You, you mentioned that when I was listening to you as a guest on our show a while back, mm -hmm. I told our producer, King Kaufman, hey, what about Cecilia? She sounds like she could host the show. And, and in fact, that's what happened. Oh, I didn't know I had the, you to thank for that. Thank well, you. Well, probably not for me, but I did put in a good work. <laughs> well, okay. Well, then, what's your what's your answer to this question? It's a big question, but what are you going to be following in 2022? Well, you, you know me. I'm very interested in police reform. I'm very interested in the water issues in California and the fire issues. But I, I wanted to say something a little more abstract. I think as people push for for some of these issues and they try to make California live up to its ideals. One issue that we have is people are really stressed out. They're very online. They're following these things in real time, sometimes seeing violence in real time. And I think it's going to be very important that we figure out some way for people to push for the things they believe in, but maybe not have it completely take over their lives. In some ways, people need to make sure they're healthy, 
as they're following mm -hmm. the news. And I'm, I'm sort of looking at how we could do that. Yeah. And I also think there's an opportunity for us as a show, as a newsroom, to think about our part or role in that. It's, it's about covering the big news of the day, some of which are very scary and frightening, but it's also about adding really good context and nuance and explanation around the news story, which hopefully gives people a larger perspective and just not immediate knee-jerk fear or anxiety. So I think that's also something I look forward to in the next year. Yeah, you mentioned the word fear. It's something we talk about a lot. That's something we try to avoid. It's just people being fearful. Rather, try to give them the best information possible and, and so they can use it. There's a lot to keep our eye on in 2022. Let's hear from some of the folks we posed that exact question to. What issues are they going to follow in 2022? And it makes sense to start with Chronicle Health writer Aaron Alday to talk about what's freshest on many of our minds. What will the COVID-19 pandemic look like in the next year? Here's what she had to say. I guess I'm starting 2022 still very curious about where COVID will take us next um, over the next 12 months. I'm specifically kind of looking at will will Omicron be perhaps the end game, which is a possibility where if it causes mild disease and spreads far and fast, it could infect pretty much everyone everywhere and, and give us global immunity. Um, but at what cost? We don't know. So that's one big question. Um, how will the vaccines hold up over time? How will the boosters kind of perform? You know, what's the association with vaccination and long COVID if you get one of those breakthrough infections? And I'm very curious to see, you know, is 2022 where we come to the point where we've kind of done everything we can? You know, we've we've gotten all of the littlest kids vaccinated, even those, you know, down to six months old. We've boosted everyone. We've developed all of these uh, these treatments, these antivirals to, to fight the disease once people are infected. So we've kind of put all of our science power behind this. And, and done everything in our power, and we're truly just just coexisting. I hope so. I hope that's what happens, what, we're, what we see in 2022, that, that we figure out, you know, what kind of long-term existence with this virus is. I'm hopeful that 2022 at least brings us some more clarity. It would be nice to, to put this sort of relentless uncertainty behind us, finally. Um, and I am hopeful about that. That was Aaron Alday, The Chronicle's health writer, and Cecilia, she's talking about the uncertainty of what's ahead with the pandemic, but COVID-19 has really changed the way we think about our own cities, from things like outdoor dining to even the way we design our streets. That's right. Let's hear from some Chronicle podcast hosts. We'll hear Soleil Ho's thoughts, but first up, Heather Knight and Peter Hartlob, co-hosts of the Total SF podcast. They talk about a fundamental change that happened during the pandemic that they're hoping will be permanent. Heather. On our podcast, Total SF, what is the one subject by far we have talked the most about in 2020 and 2021? You mean besides where to go to get your best burrito? I would have to say it's car-free streets. Listeners of Total SF know you and I are both big fans of JFK Drive, the Great Highway, or should I say the Great Walkway, and slow streets. And 2022, we'll see some final answers on whether those remain permanent or not. I feel like we're in like the end of Lord of the Rings where the really, really big battle is going to happen that's going to shape the future. And I'm really curious and concerned what's going to happen here. 
I'm hoping that we see more of a romantic comedy type outcome where the clear right answer happens in the end. Think always be my maybe where Ali Wong gets her guy and everybody's happy. Let's have that kind of response to car free JFK drive. We're going to agree on the outcome here. I think what do you want to see happen in 2022? What's your best case scenario? I'm hoping the most popular slow streets, including Lake Street, are made permanent. I'm hoping that JFK Drive is car-free 24-7. I'm hoping that we have some more um, resolution on the Great Highway front. Right now, it's open to cars five days a week, but that's considered a compromise until we learn our final solution. So um, I'm hoping that all of these things are kept car-free and that the city can actually expand the program and realize that this is a boon to pedestrians and bicyclists in a city that has been unsafe for both of those groups for a long time. I'm hopeful that in two, three, four years that we can ride a bike from one end of the city to the other and get to where we need to go in the city with a a bike route that's there to stay. I'm hoping that Vision Zero, this initiative that really hasn't made much progress, eliminating collisions and crashes, making pedestrians safe, I hope they make progress on that. And I'm hoping 30 years from now that we all look back at this time as a time of big change. There have been a lot of times like that in San Francisco history after the earthquake, after World War II. This could be another one, and I just hope we don't blow it. I'm Soleho, host of the Extra Spicy Podcast and the Chronicles Food Critic. Now that the, I guess I could call it a dream, (laughs) now that the dream of returning to offices has been sort of dashed by the Omicron variant of coronavirus, I'm curious about what the future of work in 2022 will be. How will that impact housing? How will it impact just where people want to live and what they aspire to? I think it's going to be so important going forward. That was Chronicle food critic Solejo. Damien, I agree that our new work culture will impact so many aspects of our lives. And I know it's something that we're also thinking about in our own Chronicle offices. We are. And everyone's work all around us has been impacted in some way during the pandemic. That especially goes for small business owners. So we're going to hear from one of them. That's Darcy Drollinger, the owner of San Francisco's Oasis Nightclub. He also hosts Hot Trash. That's a weekly online show about pop culture, social media, and other news that you can see online at watch.sfoasis.com. This is his take on what he's looking at in 2022. I'm Darcy Drollinger. I'm the owner and artistic director of the Oasis Nightclub and Cabaret in San Francisco. I'm terrified about the attack on women's reproductive rights. And if they are dismantled, will we as a country rise up? Personally, I'm prepared to fight that fight. I'm fascinated slash horrified by QAnon and what it's done to our country. At the moment, I'm specifically intrigued by the offshoot led by Michael Protzman in Dallas, who believes JFK and JFK Jr. are both alive and will be coming to Dallas to join Trump in the White House. Now, I have no idea how I might influence this story, though I have considered doing a musical comedy spoof called Avenue QAnon, though maybe it's too soon. And I'm on the edge of my seat to see what happens now that Britney Spears is free. She's just begun taking control of her life and beginning to hold those around her and in the media that co-created her 13-year conservatorship responsible for what they've done. Hell hath no fury like a pop star scorned. Hashtag grabs the popcorn. I'm Alexis Madrigal. I am the host of the 9 o'clock hour of KQED's Forum. And One of the things that I'm really interested in exploring is something that's really grown out of the shows that we've done this year. 
it just feels like these same sets of issues are kind of coming up, which are like, if you're a second generation immigrant, you're born to people who kind of came here after uh, immigration was reformed in 1965. There's this boom. There's just tens of millions of us from all the different countries of the world who are in the United States and are kind of like, what's my relationship to this country? What's my relationship to the country where my parents came from? What's my relationship to their language, to their food, to their culture? And then across cultures, what's my relationship to whiteness? What's my relationship to blackness? And in the Bay Area specifically, we just have so many people who are exploring this, whether they're Iranian-American, they're Mexican-American, they're Guatemalan, they're Korean, whatever it is, they're trying to figure out where they fit in this new post-2020 world, as well as where they fit in their own families and with people back in the in the homeland and uh, and here in the U.S. And I just find, obviously, I fit this description. And I feel like no one's really speaking to us. No one's really saying, here's how to think about this, not just in your own culture, in this bigger shared experience of being second gen. So, That's what I'm really interested in exploring. That was Alexis Madrigal, co-host of KQD's Forum. You're listening to our year-end episode. We're going to be on a little break until the new year. And if you've enjoyed Fifth Emission this year, here's something you can do to help support it. Tell a friend or two about our podcast. Family members count, too. We know word of mouth is the best way to spread the word about podcasts. So if there's someone in your life that you think would enjoy Fifth Emission— let them know about it. In fact, you can do that right now. Please shoot them a text, an email, a DM, whatever it is that you use to keep in touch with those folks. It really helps the show, so thank you. After the break, we'll hear more answers to our question that we're posing. What issue or story are you most curious about or interested in following in 2022? We're going to hear from Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff and other Bay Area voices including the host of It's All Political, Joe Garofoli. There's a special fifth admission announcement in our chat with Joe, but you'll have to stay tuned after the break to find out what it is. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for full digital access. And right now, you can get 26 weeks for just 99 cents total. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod or download the San Francisco Chronicle app. We're back with our Fifth Emission year-end episode. We're asking different voices from the Bay Area about what issue or story they're keeping an eye on in 2022. And one thing that's going to happen here in 2022 is that Joe Garofoli's It's All Political podcast is coming on board at Fifth and Mission. It's All Political will be a part of the show in the new year. And Joe Garofoli's with us now to talk about it. Joe, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's the same. That was some breaking news right there. Breaking news. A a big announcement for our (laughs) listeners. Well, I am very pumped about it. I think this is going to be great news. It's going to allow us to do on It's All Political some very cool production stuff. And we'll still have uh, all sorts of national newsmakers on. You know, people like Stacey Abrams and Pete Buttigieg were on our podcast way before they became household names. Stacey Abrams, in fact, until recently was holding the record as most appearances on It's All Political with three until that uh, shifty Adam Schiff beater with his fourth appearance recently. So we can expect probably some big names, but honestly, Joe, what I'm really excited about, and we did an audience listener survey earlier this year, and we know 
our listeners enjoy politics and you've been such a guiding voice for It's All Political listeners, but also just our newsroom. And you're going to bring this expertise and be able to elevate our coverage in a way that we haven't been able to do before. So I'm stoked. Yeah. And Joe, we're going to pull you a lot more into San Francisco issues, whether it's the recall election of Chase Boudin, the mayorship of London Breed. I hope you're ready to answer these questions. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, we got warmed up with the recall statewide. This this Chase of Boudin recall in particular will be nationally watched. So, Joe, we know you'll be an important voice on Fifth Emission in 2022. So we got to ask you the same question that we're posing to everyone else, which is what issue or story are you most curious about or interested in following in the next year? I am most interested in following the abortion issue. Uh, the Supreme Court, as we know, is uh, is considering um, a case that will. It looks very likely that like they're going to gut Roe v. Wade, and and if that happens, abortion is very likely to become illegal in 26 states, and that will affect California. We think of California as you know we have uh, great protections here for abortion, and access is generally pretty good. Um, but the state is now aspiring to become a sanctuary for uh, folks who are seeking abortions. That raises a whole host of issues that could involve tens of thousands of people coming to California mm-hmm. to, to seek care. Do we have the medical capacity to do that? What happens to Californians who are seeking uh, abortions? They're, they're going to be almost in, it's a weird word to use, but in competition for uh, medical care here. Uh, it's also going to be a lot of money raised to transport folks from other states to California. And then there's the whole political aspect of it. Democrats are going to use the uh, the specter of uh, Roe uh, being uh, gutted to get out uh, the vote. And Republicans are, are, are going to be uh, are going to be fighting back on this, uh, too, because uh, all of the folks uh, who are running in California uh, oppose abortion rights. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a many faceted issue and one that uh, is California will be playing a national role in. All right. Thanks. That's Joe Garofoli, whose It's All Political podcast will be a part of Fifth and Mission in the new year. And on the subject of abortion, that's an issue that's been top of mind for so many recently. That's right. We've talked about it here on Fifth Emission. Back in early September, we invited Kiara Bridges, a professor of law at UC Berkeley's School of Law, to talk about the Texas abortion ban. This time, we asked her to weigh in on what else she's thinking about next year. The story that I will be following in 2022 is the continued degradation of our democratic institutions. I'm terrified by what we're witnessing in various states as they go about restricting voting rights, passing racially discriminatory voting laws, making it impossible for people to vote. I'm terrified because uh, that spells our descent into minority rule um, and the end of our democracy. What I would like to see happen is um, a protection of our of our democracy. I would like to see Congress act. Um, <laughs> I know this is a hope and a dream, but I would like to see the Supreme Court act and and protect voting rights. Um, because you you know the end result of this movement is simply the end of our democracy, and I would not like to live through that. This is Oakland's Mayor Libby Schaff. And the stories I'm most interested in following in 2022 are about housing security and safety. 
These two issues are the most vexing, not just for Oakland, but for all of California. And they're far more complicated than I think people want to believe. When it comes to housing security, it's not just about the physical structures of housing. It's about income. It's about income inequality and the supply of housing, how we finance affordable housing. I want to see Chronicle cover the systemic and transformational issues like the voter threshold for housing bonds or the fact that the Housing Choice Voucher Program, Section 8, is not an entitlement like public schooling or medical care, which I think it should be. What are we going to do to transform our systems to make sure that everyone goes to bed at night with the security of knowing that there's a roof over their head? And then there's public safety, something that Californians have picked sides on for a long time. And that swinging of the pendulum, that polarization, the name calling is not serving us at all. I know how complex this problem is and the careful balance and attention to the root causes of crime, prevention, intervention, and yes, enforcement and a criminal justice system that has some certainty, but is also fair, has redemptive qualities, and is not just a resting place for people who truly actually need mental health services. That was Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff talking about the two main issues she's most concerned about in 2022. She mentioned her view of balancing law enforcement and getting at the root causes of crime, which is a big issue in Oakland, San Francisco and other cities. We also invited on Oakland activist Kat Brooks. She's a regular contributor to the Chronicle's opinion section. My name is Kat Brooks. I am the co-founder of the Anti-Police Terror Project and the executive director of the Justice Teams Network. For me, I think like all Oaklanders, right, I am going to be paying close attention to the rising uh, homicide rates in our city, but more importantly, to how our city chooses to respond and whether or not we are going to continue to invest in the failed system of the violent carceral state and policing, or if we're going to have a data-driven approach, which shows unequivocally, that the way that you stop crime, the way that you have healthy, safe communities like all of us want, is to invest in education, in housing, in employment, in mental health supports, in in trauma responders, and violence interrupters, right? Folks that are from the communities that can interrupt the violence before it happens instead of responding after the fact. And if we will redirect police away from doing things that do not require a badge and a gun like towing cars and chasing stray animals and redivert those police officers to focusing on violent crime. So I'm hoping for, praying for, and will continue to organize for a safer Oakland, an equitable Oakland where everyone can thrive. That was Chronicle regular contributor Kat Brooks. She wraps up our year-end episode where we ask people to answer the question, what issue or story are you most curious about or interested in following in 2022? Damien, I think we heard a little bit of everything. What do you think? Well, I think we're going to be very busy, uh, good or bad, next year, Cecilia. 
I hope that amid all of these very, very serious stories that we might see Steph Curry put on a fourth ring. What do you think? I hope so. That's what I'm looking forward to. There's a lot to cover in 2022. We'll be right here to do all of it. If you'd like to share your answer to that question, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at C-Lay. That's C-E-E-L-E-I. And my Twitter handle is at Damian Bulwa. Good luck with the spelling. (laughs) (laughs) A reminder, Fifth Emission is taking a break for the rest of the year, but we'll be back on January 3rd. We should mention that many of these episodes wouldn't be possible without our great senior producer, King Kaufman. Thank you to him for producing them, including this one. And thanks to you, as always, for being a Fifth Emission listener. We wish you and your loved ones a very, very safe holiday, and we'll see you in the new year. We need to buy King a beer.